Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Today, I'm going to unveil the top 10 myths about tinnitus, things that people get wrong all the time. My name is Ben Thompson, audiologist with Treble Health. Let's start with myth number one. There's nothing you can do for tinnitus. I've been working as a tinnitus specialist for six years, and I've learned that this is far from the truth. There are many things that you can do for tinnitus. Let me just list a few. Sound therapy, tinnitus maskers, hearing aids, sound machine, Bluetooth sleep headband, guided breathing, exercise, meditation, psychology appointments, therapy sessions, one-on-one coaching, journaling, diet, the list goes on. But really anyone who spoke with an expert would understand pretty quickly that there are things you can do for tinnitus. Now it pains me to say that many people who have heard there's nothing you can do for tinnitus actually comes from doctors that they were expecting to be the expert that could help them with their tinnitus. Oy, it really just pains me. But for now, let's just focus on the things that you can do. There are a few protocols that you can follow and working with an audiologist or a therapist can get you there. An audiologist like those at Tribal Health can provide tinnitus retraining therapy. A psychologist or a well-trained therapist can provide cognitive behavioral therapy for tinnitus. Myth number two, tinnitus is life-threatening. I've learned that tinnitus is a benign body sensation. It's not life-threatening. It's not harmful by itself. It's a body sensation. It's unpleasant. It's annoying. It's disturbing, but it's not life-threatening. So we need to train our brain to recognize this, that the brain may be reacting to tinnitus like it's reacting to the sound of a hissing snake that could potentially bite us and injure us. But the sound of tinnitus is a false alarm. It's not going to injure us on its own. It's not going to kill us or harm us on its own. It's only the effect of dealing with it that make it hard to live with. So take that in mind and know, remind yourself that, hey, this is a problem right now. Hey, this is loud right now, but it's not life-threatening. Myth number three, tinnitus comes from your ear and it's only caused by hearing loss. While it's true that hearing loss is one of the major causes of tinnitus, it's not the only cause. And additionally, tinnitus actually comes from the brain. The phantom sound of tinnitus is coming from the auditory cortex, the auditory brain. After there's a reduced amount of input coming through your ear, in most cases, that's the cause for why there is a tinnitus perception in the auditory brain. Due to the lack of input coming through an ear related to an age-related hearing loss or a sudden hearing loss, this phantom sound of tinnitus manifests in the brain. So it is related to the ear in most cases, but not always. Other causes of tinnitus may involve stress-induced tinnitus, where the central nervous system is under a lot of pressure with stress in your life, emotional stress, etc., that can cause this tinnitus as a side effect. Imagine there's a tea kettle on a stove. There's so much pressure being built up in the system, and then the tea kettle lets out this high-pitched sound as a result. So the body could be going through something similar under the central nervous system due to stress. Additionally, there's conditions like neck, jaw, or TMJ issues that can create tinnitus from a somatic or somatosensory lens. So it's important to understand what is the true cause of your tinnitus and to know that it doesn't always come from your ear. Myth number four, you have tinnitus, so just ignore it. Just learn how to ignore it. It's misunderstood that tinnitus is easy to ignore and family and friends will often say things because they want to help like, oh, just try to ignore it. And if they can't see it, they can't hear it. It's easy for them to say. But unfortunately, what we know is that just on your own, just 
trying to figure this out on your own, being in a quiet place, it's not easy to ignore. It's very hard to ignore tinnitus. We need to train the brain to reduce the perception of tinnitus at a subconscious level. So this is not a matter of just trying harder. And that's a problem that many people face with tinnitus. I'm going to try harder to solve it from a conscious brain level, but the harder I try, the more attention I put on it and it just doesn't get any better. We need to retrain the brain from a subconscious level and we do that with sound therapy. We do that with proper education. We do that with understanding what tinnitus is, what it is not, getting out of the fear response, settling the limbic system, personalized coaching, tinnitus retraining therapy, working with tribal health. These are all ways to learn how to retrain the brain because it's really hard to just ignore it and that be successful on your own. This is a short interruption from today's video to announce the tinnitus quiz. If you're watching this video, there's a good chance that you or someone you know has tinnitus. We know how much tinnitus can impact your daily life and we're here to help. Visit tinnitusquiz.com and take a two-minute quiz to receive personalized treatment plans that have helped hundreds of people learn to manage their tinnitus. Start now at tinnitusquiz.com. Myth number five. Oh yeah, I know tinnitus is the ear ringing. Well, sometimes it's ear ringing, but not always. There's different types of tinnitus, different kinds of sounds. Some people hear buzzing, others hissing, others roaring, others whooshing, others pulsating. So it's not only this one type of tonal tinnitus that many people think of when they hear the word. Number six, tinnitus is permanent. If you have that level of tinnitus, it's never going to get better. That one might hurt the most because it creates this bleak sense of the future. But I'm here to say that this is not the case. The current level of tinnitus that you hear now is not permanent. And for many of us, we've experienced this because we notice fluctuations in the volume of tinnitus. But let me point out something really important here. People think that because I have a hearing loss in my ear and because the doctor or, or I read that hearing loss causes tinnitus, that means my tinnitus is never going to go away. It's going to remain this loud. It's not going to get better. Very dangerous thought and actually an inaccurate thought, not accurate thinking. The truth is that your hearing, my hearing, everyone's hearing ability, hearing loss will progressively get worse over time as we age. That's inevitable. But tinnitus in most cases gets better. And with the right treatments and solutions, tinnitus can greatly improve at a neurological level. It does not rely on the physical structures of the ear to be the sole indicator of how loud someone's tinnitus is. So again, tinnitus is neurological, meaning it's neuroplasticity that can help shift the tinnitus in a positive direction. Your ears, your hearing, well, there's no cure for hearing loss. We're not going to repair the hearing systems, but we can treat hearing loss with amplification with hearing aids. That's kind of a different story. We can notice and we can work on improving our tinnitus from a neurological level. So having tinnitus at the current level you have does not mean it's permanent. Now, most people, myself included, have a mild tinnitus. If you're going through a period of intense tinnitus and working on getting your levels down, finding relief, significant relief, you may have some degree of tinnitus for the rest of your life. That's not a problem though, because many, many millions of people live like that, including myself. So keep that in mind. That's an important factor when someone says tinnitus is permanent. Myth number seven, herbal supplements can cure tinnitus. I have found this not to be the case. I have found that herbal supplements rarely provide any relief for tinnitus at all. And if someone thinks that they did, it might just be related to some natural relief or natural habituation that can take place over a period of months as tinnitus can settle on its own in some cases. So there have been studies that looked at herbal supplements like ginkgo biloba, lipoflavonoids, tinnitus 911. There's no science to strongly recommend any of them. The science is weak to absent in terms of promoting herbal supplements 
to help cure tinnitus. Now that said, there might be some individuals who say herbal supplements were a big part of how I got better. I'm not discrediting that experience. I'm simply saying interfacing with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of patients and seeing many, many comments, talking to many, many doctors and professionals. Herbal supplements is not something I'm going to try for my tinnitus. And if you're focused on things you can do that are alternative or complementary, having healthy diet, having healthy well-being, absolutely. Getting good sleep, definitely, that can have a positive impact. So herbal supplements by their own, not going to cure tinnitus. Myth number eight, if you have tinnitus, you'll always suffer. This is not the case. No matter if you've had tinnitus for five years, 10 years, or even 20 years, there are things you can do to shift your brain's reaction, to have a better response, to get better sleep, to have better concentration. I would use things like sound therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy to really promote the positive changes you're looking for. I've been surprised over the years by people who have had tinnitus for quite a long time. They're still able to notice shifts and improvements to their baseline level after following these treatment protocols. So keep your hope, keep your faith, and know that there's always something that we can do. Myth number nine, you have tinnitus because you have hearing loss and everyone with tinnitus has hearing loss. This one is somewhat controversial because my mentor, the founder of Tinnitus Retraining Therapy, Dr. Jastrobov, taught me, and many tinnitus specialists know, that when we look at the specific structures of the ear, we know that even people who do a hearing test and the hearing test comes back as normal, in the normal range, it doesn't mean that that person's hearing the way they used to 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. I think that's pretty obvious. That's just intuitive that we understand, okay, my hearing is not what it used to be, but my hearing test is still normal. So why do I have tinnitus? Well, that change, that delta between how you used to hear and how you hear now can be enough to create tinnitus. Okay. Additionally, there's specific tests we can do, autoacoustic emissions, OAEs, high frequency audiometry that can notice changes to your hearing or abnormal results, even if your standard hearing test shows my hearing's normal. So that aside, someone can have completely normal hearing. All those tests come back normal, but they still have tinnitus. So there's a few things here. It's either subclinical, meaning the clinical test couldn't find the changes to the hearing organ, the cochlea that's related to your tinnitus, or you have somatic tinnitus, you have somatosensory tinnitus, you have another form of neurological tinnitus that's not related to your ears. That could be things like jaw, neck, TMJ, even stress-induced or central pathologies as well. The key thing here is, do a majority of people with tinnitus have at least some degree of hearing loss? Yes. Can there be people who have subclinical hearing loss that's not found in a normal test? Yes. Can there be people who have completely normal hearing but have somatic causes of tinnitus? Yes. Finally, myth number 10, tinnitus is a rare condition. It turns out that tinnitus is a common problem for millions of people and epidemiologic studies have reported its prevalence to be between 8 to 25% of the population of the United States. Similarly, population-based studies conducted in other nations have found a similar prevalence of tinnitus ranging from 4.6 to 30%. So many people experience tinnitus. Now, most people don't have severe cases, but regardless of this, it's not a rare condition. It's actually quite common. I have it. You talk to 10 people and a few of them are going to say, yeah, I experienced that. If you talk to 100 people, there might be just a handful who say, oh, I've had that bad or, oh, I really suffered from that or maybe I still suffer from that. That said, this is not a rare condition. Even though it's invisible, that makes it hard to see, hard to talk about. It's not life-threatening, so it's not doesn't have the same kind of 
uh, intensity as, say, cancer or cardiovascular disease, but it is very prevalent and very common. My name is Ben Thompson, audiologist with Treble Health. Make sure to check out tinnitusquiz.com to get a free assessment and learn what you can do next on your journey for tinnitus relief. Here on my YouTube channel, you know what we focus on, and make sure to subscribe, check out the video above. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.